You're listening to Down the Mountain Podcast, the podcast that brings you a different perspective on Colorado Avalanche hockey, the perspective of you, the fan. You can be featured on the DTM Podcast by calling 585-969-DOWN. That's 585-969-3696 and leaving us a voicemail with your thoughts on the latest Avs game, trades, and news. You can also give us your predictions for upcoming games or give us your wackiest trade scenario. Just call 585-969-DOWN and leave us a message with any and all of your avalanche thoughts. If you're too shy to leave us a voicemail, you can always email us all of your thoughts at downthemountaincast at gmail.com. We drop new episodes every Thursday on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to our next podcast channel. And of course, you can always follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Down the Mountain Cast for avalanche updates and other fun NHL content. Thank you for listening. Now here's the host of Down the Mountain Podcast. Behind for Rampton and kicked it to his stick, chipped to the front. McKinnon scores! Rampton into McKinnon for the first goal for the Avalanche this year. Behind the back right to McCarr, step shoot, scores! Kale McCarr has his first and it comes on the power play. And the shot was deflected by Fiala. Rampton and scores! It's a three-point night for Miko Rantanen. Jack Johnson with a wrist shot, scores! Miko Rantanen! Lay a chance for Miles Wood to put it away. His first as a member of the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche get their first win of the season. 5-2 over Los Angeles. Miko Rantanen, he of the 55 goals last season. The second shooter for the Avalanche. And he scores! What a shot! Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the Down the Mountain Podcast. I am your host. My name is Josh. Uh, I am joined today by the jovial jazz and the lovely Ricky D. Um, I am excited to get this first podcast going, but we have to ask the other people with me, how are you doing? So let's start with jazz. How are you doing today, jazz? Oh, most excellent, actually. Super stoked to be here on this show. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game and also discussing the last couple of games. Hell yes. And uh, that's what we're here for, obviously. So yeah. definitely excited to get that going as well. Ricky, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. We've had two very good hockey games to start. We've got two wins. Uh, we've had fights. We've had a shootout. We've had biased refs. We've had some good hockey. I am ready to go. Absolutely. And uh, for the start of the season, it, it's been a very entertaining first couple games. I mean, preseason's a preseason. I watched as much as I could of the preseason. And, you know, there was some fun stuff. But for the most part, I feel like we were kind of learning who was going to be on our roster. And now that the roster is set, we get to really see the fun that is the avalanche. Um, before I get too far into it, I got to remind everyone, we are part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Make sure to go to RockyMountainSN.com to check out all of the latest podcasts from Nuggets Fast Break and the Broncos podcast and the Rockies podcast. Um, there's also some articles that you can read up there from members around the network. So be sure to check out RockyMountainSN.com and give us a follow down the mountain podcast on Twitter. Also X. At Down the Mountain Cast. Okay. Now that all of my technical difficulties are done and we can actually start podcasting, I gotta tell you guys um, once again that I am just extremely excited to have you joining me and to be doing this podcast. Normally I'm doing a nerdy podcast about Star Wars or Star Trek or we did Firefly and all these other things about, you know, nerdy stuff and i'm moving over into the realm of of sports and i'm i'm stoked <laughs> to have you guys with me not that sports isn't nerdy i think ricky had a little bit of a uh was a comment about that absolutely uh like you were saying we've got uh the nerd realm covered but uh the sports realm kind of it's got a bit of a rejection towards nerd culture but 
it's it's very or sports culture tends to be very very masculine but my take is that sports culture and nerd culture really are very very similar you know you see all the sports guys dressing with their jerseys and standing out in the parking lots doing their you know getting together and they're playing their little sports games just like all the nerds doing their cosplaying and all of that and they're larping and all that so it i understand the rejection but i think it's kind of i think the sports guys and the nerds really should be embracing each other more and i think this podcast will be about building that relationship absolutely um and for you know anybody out there that plays fantasy why aren't you like bringing you know those those nerdy cosplayers in because they look into stats like crazy and have you ever played dungeons and dragons it's the same thing (laughs) it's the same thing so (laughs) but yeah like ricky said we are definitely gonna be bridging a little bit of a of a gap between nerddom and sports podcasting because i mean you can't see it in, in the podcast but in my background is nothing but star wars so there will be references to nerd things and there will be um fun callbacks to things that probably aren't having they don't have anything to do with hockey but that's okay that's why we have jazz here to keep us on track (laughs) oh yeah that's something i will uh do (laughs) i'll try very reassuring (laughs) very reassuring yes um but let's uh let's let's get into this let's talk about our first game of the year of the season of our podcast i mean there's a lot to kind of break down in this first game um it was at the kings the los angeles kings i always get them confused with the sacramento kings for some reason because california has two kings teams in two different cities and you know that's just me but let's just initial thoughts about this game um did uh what 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 did you think after everything was said and done jazz what 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 were you like what were your thoughts <laughs> well i think my favorite part was when that lakoden guy did that little pirouette and they got the the goal and it like went straight through everybody did you guys see that maybe yeah, Lakonen. Uh, what is it like? Art Arturi? I think that's how you say it. Arturi oh, Lakonen, oh, like oh, number oh. number sixty two. Like they went to go Lekinen. shoot it. Yeah, Lakonen. Lakonen. Yeah, Arturi Lakonen. Yeah, yeah. Should Sorry, I, I was like, uh, what? okay. So yeah, so <laughs> I was like, I I don't know how to say them. I only read the names, so it's like, eh, and I haven't heard that one yet. But um, yeah, Arturi <laughs> Lakonen. He did that little like pirouette thing to avoid the puck, and it went straight in. It was like such a beautiful shot. Um, it was mm-hmm. really cool. I like I like that a lot, but yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of good shots during mm-hmm. that that first game. Ricky, what were your initial thoughts after after the game was all said and done? Uh after the entire game was done, what I was seeing a lot of chatter about was uh it was on TNT. I don't know a whole lot of the breakdown about where TNT broadcasters are from or that kind of thing. But it seemed to be that even though the Avalanche really dominated the game, it was five to two. Uh, the announcers spent the entire time talking about the Kings. Uh, in particular, they spent a lot of time talking about Laferriere. They were talking about his family that was in the stands. They were pointing out celebrities in the stands, which I get it. We're in. They're playing in California. It's kind of like the pointing out of Taylor Swift in the stands because it's just <laughs> you point out celebrities, people get excited, they spend money, and the whole point of sports is to get people to spend money. I I recognize it, but the Avalanche were just dominating the entire time, and the announcers were talking about just weird, just california nonsense i noticed that too well it's hard it's really hard to watch those national broadcasts because they really don't for some reason there's a weird thing against colorado teams they're always just kind of like meh whatever these little kids from colorado they're fine it's the same with the nuggets man they got no respect last year and even now they won the the finals they won the championship last year and they're still like getting no respect so like it's i'm cool with it because of the fact that they kind of keep us as an underdog the whole time um but at the same time it's like 
man, this team is really good. Like, like talk about that, you know? <laughs> um, I will say that the LaFerriere thing, it was his first hockey game, first National League hockey game. Uh, it was his first fight. So even though, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, you know, his family was there. It was a first. And I, I couldn't really complain about that because when Kale McCarr had his first game, they kept showing his family as well. But also, Kale McCarr scored on his first or second ever shift in a playoff game. So, like, I can understand showing family there and talking a little bit more about, you know, the player. Um, but on that fight, I, I got to ask, and I got <laughs> I got booted on Twitter for a couple days because of this question, but um, what, what actually wins hockey fights, Jazz? What 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 wins? Is it is it punching? Is it taking someone to the ground? Is it biting? Is it what, what is it? What wins? I mean, it depends. Do the gloves come off or not? <laughs> I think the gloves have to come off, right? Yeah. All right. If the gloves come off, I would say like whoever manages to like nail the face with the helmet off. Like if you get the helmet off without your gloves, I, I would say you win the fight. Okay, I agree with that. Now, <clears throat> explain to me, Ricky, why. Everyone seems to think Leferrier won that fight because he took uh, Logan O'Connor down with like a wrestling move. Yeah. It, nobody in any of the chats that I saw from the Colorado side sees it that way. Well, so no. I, I'm thinking it just has to be that it has to be a neutral observation of Makar hit the ground first. I, mm, O'Connor and I disagree uh, I disagree because Makar hit him a million times more O'Connor. but if you just go okay well who hit the ground first that, that's the well, only see, real answer and and it's it's O'Connor not Makar by the way thank you but he like drilled that dude like three or four different times in the face and like got him good and I feel like Leferriere had to wrap his arm around him and bring him down just so he didn't keep getting jacked like i I personally think, and it's probably because I'm an Avs fan, but I think O'Connor won that fight. And, I mean, they won the game in the long run, so they won the, the real fight. Um, I do love the fact that, you know, in our trailer, we discussed our favorite players, and Jazz said that her favorite player is Nathan McKinnon. And who scores the first goal of the season? MF Nathan McKinnon. Of course. Of course he does, right? How exciting was that for you, having him be your favorite player? Oh, dude, like I was super duper stoked. I was like, yeah, like kind of like running around shaking a little bit kind of thing. I don't know how to explain it. Was that in a power play too? I, I think, I think, it think was. so. I think it was. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's dope. It was um, super cool. Honestly, man, I was just like, heck yeah, you guys are killing it. Like right well, and it's the like they, they just started where they left off. You know, I mean, last year they, I don't. Okay, look, I got to say, like last year, I don't think really counts because there were so many injuries and we were basically playing with a minor league team by the end of the season. So like, you know, obviously Landeskog is still out, but I think once we have our full team back again, it's going to be game on. And this this first game kind of proved that, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you had Miko Rantanen had two goals and two assists, a total of four points. So he accounted for basically four of our goals. Uh, McKinnon had a goal and two assists, and I think McCarr had a goal as well. And also our new guy, Miles Wood, I like to call him Tails because he's pretty fast, but but Miles Wood also had a goal. It was an empty net goal, but he still had a goal. And that's wonderful to me you know like we came out swinging we came out like rocking and to to go you know five to two in that first game the kings are not a bad team i mean there's no bad team in the national hockey league they're all professionals you know they still go out there and play hard and they just kind of took it to them so it was really cool to see that <clears throat> excuse me um i did want to talk a little bit about like like i brought up miles wood he's uh, new player um, that we acquired over the off season. Uh, we got a couple new players. Um, Miles Wood being one of them. We got Jonathan Druin, I believe, is a new player as well. Uh, we got Ross Colton. 
We got Ryan Johansson. Sean is, Barons is supposed to be a big, big one. He's a defenseman. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I mean, all these, all these off-season acquisitions were really, really good. And I know a lot of people think that. I mean, we lost a couple players, of course. Um, we lost JT Comfort to the Red Wings, and we lost. Gosh, there was someone else that we lost, and he went to the Canadians. Um, but two really good players that were on the the Stanley Cup team. Um, but I feel like we replaced them with some some also really good players. I mean, Ryan Johansson is from the Tampa Bay Lightning, if I'm not mistaken. He he's a beast as well. Um, just watching him on the ice, like he's huge, dude. I would not want to be in front of that guy as he's like skating towards me. Um. But I, I love that we picked up a guy that, I'm sorry, he's from the Predators, my bad. Um, I know we got someone from the Lightning. I'm trying to find it right now. <clears throat> but I'm glad that we found people with good experience to complement the star players that we already have. I mean, Randon's a, a beast. McKinnon is the almighty, you know, Kale McCarr, all hail Kale. Like, these guys are really good, and they need really good complementary players and I think that's kind of what we got. So, yeah, all the new acquisitions for this year have been quite spectacular. Um, and I'm super stoked to see how those players move forward and how they gel with this team. Because we have a fast team, but we don't have a, we didn't have a very big team last year. So it's good to have some of these bigger players joining us so we can have some, some more brutes. You know what I mean? Have some people to kind of fill the cadre role because I, st I do feel like we're still missing a cadre type player. Um, he was kind of the, he did a lot for us, um, in that Stanley cup run. So I, I miss him a lot. I really liked him and I feel like they're still kind of trying to, f to fill that void. Um, but they've done a good job so far in the first two games of the season. So, I mean, we're starting off two and oh, we're on pace to be 82 and oh, guys like this is getting this is wonderful we're that's true on a, on a great pace um let me think uh before i go too much farther i did i have a uh a voicemail to play hey. so um those of you that are listening to the show we do play your voicemails on the show and um just call 585-969-3696 um also down is the last four so 585-969 down um and you can leave a leave us a voicemail with your thoughts on the game or you can ask us questions so i'm gonna play this voicemail from glenn here and then we will discuss hey this is glenn carlson typically on the uh, on the nugget side of this uh also covered a lot of the avalanche as well um wanted to uh, obviously in our first line was great last night um and uh, Georgie was great in net as well. But wanted to get you guys' take on how the defenseman looked. You know, Taser looked pretty pretty normal for him last night. But uh, mainly some of the other guys, uh, Bo Byram, you know, folks like Manson, Sammy G. Yeah, wanted to just to get you guys' take on the defenseman last night and looking forward to a great season. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Heck yeah. Thanks, Glenn, for leaving us a voicemail. Um the defensemen have kind of, I don't know, maybe been a little bit lackluster um, these first two games. He was uh, talking about the Kings game, obviously the game that we're still talking about. He was talking about how, you know, Georgie did really well in net. Um, where are my stats here? He was 34 out of 36 versus the Kings, which is a wonderful stat line um, for a goalie. And he had some, some really good saves in that game. And he had some some really good saves in the Sharks game too, but we're not, we'll get there. Um, so as far as like defensemen go, obviously Kale McCarr, he's always rocking it. I don't understand why he's not a forward, um, or like a winger or something like that because I mean, he, he crushes it. <laughs> so, uh, he, he's always going to do well, you know? Um, and I mean, this first two games, he's got two goals and an assist and, you know, he's a, he's a plus four. So like he's, he's always solid. Um, Bowen Byram, who just signed that awesome seven-year contract, um, he hasn't really done much. Two games played, no goals, no assists. He has had some really good defensive plays, though. He's been um, really active with the puck and, like, trying to get to it, and he's had a lot of really good checks and things like that. Um, 
Sam Gerrard has also, he's kind of the same way. Gerrard doesn't have any goals or assists or anything, but he's really um, adamant about just being annoying. He's like a, he's like a gnat. You know what I mean? Um, And I would, I would say, (laughs) I would say uh, Byram is kind of the same way. They're both just kind of like little gnats that are just like all up in your grill the whole time. Um, Have you guys noticed anything as far as the defensemen go? Like any, Anything that you want to comment on or anything like that? Start with uh, Ricky D. I've been noticing a lot of our players uh, doing a lot of just laying out on the ice, trying to do what they can to help out the goalie. I don't, <laughs> I'm sure everybody, every team's doing that, but uh, I'm seeing, you know, every time there's a highlight reel, every time they're going back and showing the last uh, shot on goal, it feels like our, de- our defensemen are all, our defensemen are always making a dive to try and get in front of that puck before it gets all the way to the goalie. So, And that's in the first two games. That's the first two games of the season. Like, that's some dedication. Yes. I, we might need some work, uh, you know, organizing everything and getting some more plays together, that kind of thing. But I do think our dedication is on point. Yeah, I would totally agree. Jazz, what about you? Any any particulars that you've noticed with defensemen or any of those players? I know you, I, Jazz. So let me let me give a little uh, a little disclaimer here. Jazz was at a wedding for the first two. She was on vacation, away from everything, and trying to do things for a wedding. So Jazz only got to catch um, the highlights of these first two games. So obviously, like, there's not a lot you can really see when it comes to that. So. Uh, I'm I'm not no pressure. <laughs> okay. I mean like I guess something that I noticed in like the Sharks game is our shots on goal ratio. It's just telling mm. me that like they can't get the puck down there. So there's got to be some really solid defense going on, but yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. So that would be that would be my take on it. And you're not wrong. Um that's where we're definitely going to talk about the Sharks here soon. There was a mm-hmm. A lot less shots on goal for the Sharks than there was the Avalanche. Um, yeah, it was really, really, really low. Yeah. But thanks, Glenn, for the call. I really appreciate you uh, hanging out with us on our first ever episode of Down the Mountain Podcast. Oh, my God. Can you guys believe that? We're doing a <laughs> podcast together. How weird. That's crazy. Sick. <laughs> Sick. Um, let's see. Did you guys have any other notes or anything that you wanted to talk about for the first game? Let's start with Jazz. Um, no, I mean, the notes that I have, I just thought that it was super cool when we got the score and it like bounced off of Makar's stick. Like that guy's really good, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that was, that was it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Ricky. I was, as much as I hated the Kings scoring 10 seconds before the end of the second period, Oh my God. that was really impressive. The way the that center bounce. just flipped the puck up, it bounced it right in front of our goalie. The puck was just bouncing around. It was hard to keep track of. There was no abs around because they we didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And the puck was just <laughs> bouncing, bouncing, flipping around, and they just smacked it Score. in. And it was... Everybody's like, "What? No, there's only ten seconds left. We're not supposed to be playing. <laughs> it's, it's it's over. We're done. It's we're it's halftime." <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was an excellent play on their terms. On their terms, but uh, not enough. Sorry, guys. Right. Um, and again, Georgie was fantastic in that game. So far in these first two games, he has a nine four seven save average, which is fantastic. Um, shots on goal is 57 total and saves is 54. Uh, if he can do that all year, I think we're going to have a pretty solid year. Um, and then especially with, gosh, who we have two new guys in, in goalies. So we don't even have, um, who was the guy that always comes in? Friends. So it's Frankie. Frankie's not even here anymore. We have that new Justice uh, Anunen, who I'm really excited to see play, and I'm sure he'll get some playing time at some point this year. Um, and then Ivan Frostvitov? Fro- Frostvitov? Hmm. Uh, Prozvitov, I think. Oh, Prozvitov. Yeah, shows you, you know, all you know. You need glasses. Georgie is our starter, and I have a feeling he's going to play most of the season. 
So, yes, we'll have uh, the other guys come in at some point. But as long as Georgie can play the way that he's been playing, we're in for a good year, I think. Um, yeah, I think that that was about it for the Kings game. We had some pretty good power plays in that that game. Um, I feel like there was a couple penalties against us that were a little weird, like Kale McCarr's embellishment penalty. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't look it that? up. What is that? So, embellishment, you know in soccer, when someone gets kicked and they roll around on the ground and they're like, oh, yeah. you hurt me. So, basically, if you do that in hockey, it's a two-minute minor. <laughs> Makes sense, because we're a, not a bunch of pussies. Ooh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, Kale McCarr got called for an embellishment penalty. Um, which I thought Uncooled. was very strange. I didn't really, I didn't think that he was embellishing that much. Yeah. So, um, and then there wasn't a penalty called on, I can't remember who did it, but he just slashed um, mm-hmm. one of our guys. He right on like, the wrist. Yeah. And like he had to leave the game for a little bit and get that like weird spray sprayed onto his wrist. And like, I, was, was it Colton? Was it Colton? I can't remember who it was that actually got hit, but like they hit him pretty hard and they didn't call it. It's like, what the, what the hell? You're going to call it embellishment, but then not call that? Come on. Anyway, that's going to be a topic of discussion all season, I'm sure, because the refs are just the worst. So, mm. gosh, let's get into the Sharks game, huh? Because I feel like we should have beat that team like eight to one, but they had the most ridiculous play from their goalie that night. Who wants to go first and talk about how ridiculous that was? Uh, Yeah, the goalie all night long. He was just killing it. I've watched that highlight reel probably three times, uh, four if you include this one, uh, <laughs> since then. And every time I just I get hyped up watching their goalie just going, holy crap, he just he keeps on making incredible saves. He's always got his pads just flat against the ground, locking off the corners. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. it, it almost seems like the Sharks player, their second shootout uh, uh, player, he almost forgot to shoot the puck. To shoot. <laughs> it looks like he missed the button if he was playing a video game. And if it weren't <laughs> for that... It might not have gone the right the same way. We might have tied, yeah. No, and man, that guy. What, oh gosh, what is his name? Uh, Blackwood, Mackenzie Blackwood. Man, he's not very like known. Um, really, I mean, it looks like he started for the Devils in 2019. Um, but I mean, his his other team was the Devils, basically. But he was looked like he was more of a bench player, like he was a backup goalie for a little bit. Mackenzie um, is such a non-intimidating name, too, <laughs> for this big, nasty, intimidating goalie. Dude. It's like Mackenzie is like a seventeen-year-old cheerleader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's he's big too. He's a big boy, like six four, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Like he is a big guy. Um, wow. But this was his first game with the Sharks, and he had fifty-two saves. <laughs> like they that's what I'm saying the avalanche pounded them but they like they could not get it in the net and it wasn't like for the lack of trying they hit the post they kept going like a little too wide but then dude Blackwood was just on another level so it took what 56 minutes and you know 24 seconds for Caleb McCarr to finally score. And he was like, he had the perfect screen in front of him and it mm-hmm. just barely went by. But like, listen, this is how Stanley Cup teams win. They win dirty sometimes. They win a little like, <laughs> like dude, if you're a Sharks fan and you're at that game and you're like, you just look so good this whole game. You're like, yes, we're just, we're wrecking this, you know, the previous Stanley Cup champions. They're, they're nothing. Well, they can't get anything past our goalie. 
goal deflated. <laughs> like and you could just kind of see it. You could see the whole bench just like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> and Blackwood was really just pulling the whole team. He was the, the single goalie. Really could have won that whole game for them. Yeah, um, and I mean, we only got one goal in the shootout, and it was Ranton, and he had to get that high high post and like that high right post to like actually get it in. But he he covered that net really well, and that's kind of a, a scary thing, you know. Sharks sharks could be up and coming. I mean, they're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> But their goalie was really good. Jazz, uh, tell me about some things that you saw in the sh- in the Sharks game. Oh man, it was it was nuts. That first point was nuts. It was like they were like playing bumper cars, basically in and out the side of the net. That was kind of funny. It was like a dog pile in there. Um, <laughs> like honestly, like both of the goalies like performed really really well. I was very impressed with the Sharks goalie. Not impressed with their team, obviously, but like <laughs> it was it was cool. They just couldn't get past Yargiev, so. Yeah, um, they only had twenty shots on goal. I think though. That was yeah. It was blame. Oh yeah, we're talking about like the defenseman even. So I, and that's that's a big that's a big part of it. Those guys were all up yeah. in their face all day, and like they couldn't get past. So Mm-mm. I mean they they got that goal. They got the one in, but the Avalanche kept them out of um, out. Like out of their zone, basically the whole game. Again, it was the Sharks had twenty-one shots total. Avalanche had like fifty. Avalanche had okay. Get this. Avalanche had fifty-two shots on goal and like a hundred and seven shots total. Damn. Wow. Like, it just shots on like towards the net. <laughs> so they, it wasn't for a lack of trying. That Blackwood guy was just. Standing on his head, as they say. I want to think of a different term. I want to see. I want to think of new hockey terms in this podcast. You know, better metaphors. <laughs> yeah. But for this one, we'll just use standing on his head, I guess, because he was a man possessed in that net. Mm. Um, Ricky, what what do you what you got for that Sharks game? You uh, did you notice anything? Uh, bad or anything like in particular that you wanted to talk about well the fact that we went to a shootout in the second game of the season is amazing that's how the mighty ducks movies end (laughs) and we're already at the climax so this is going to be an incredible season we're going to get to very big heights we got 80 more games of this this is going to be great yeah it's just i hockey is so exciting I, yeah, it's just such an adrenaline fueled sport. It's there's these like 250 pound ballerinas on <laughs> legs just whipping around on the ice. It's so exciting, and I'm so eager to see more. And it's such a great start. This is going to be a great season for Avalanche hockey. Absolutely, and like you're saying, those those giant men doing pirouettes on the ice. Like we have to have the best. Like in in the, you talking about the shootout be or the overtime basically like I love overtime going to three versus three, and I love it because we have to have the three best players in the league on that mm-hmm. on that lineup right. I believe it was McKinnon, Rantanen, and McCarr on the ice against mm-hmm. whoever played for the Sharks. You know what I mean? And that's that's an exciting time because you're like these are some of the fastest, uh, best shooters, um, and just like scrappiest players in the league. They, I mean, they could win. They could win some awards. I do want to have a show here soon where we talk about who could potentially win some of the uh, NHL MVP and best defenseman and all that stuff. I, I do think we have a couple players that have the potential of earning those trophies. Um, uh, let's see. I do think, um, oh, the announcers said something really interesting that I, I took kind of in a weird way, but I want you guys to react. Um, so the announcers had said that uh, for the Sharks game, they were like, this game is a lot more upbeat than the one against Vegas. 
Um, and now I'm wondering, because Vegas beat them, like beat the Sharks pretty pretty badly, I think, in that first game. And so I'm wondering, is that uh, a testament to how good Vegas is, or is that a testament to how how much more work the Avalanche have to do to compete with a team like Vegas? Mm, I'm going to go with the latter, man. Like, honestly, like I, I despise... I despise Las Vegas and everything that it stands for, frankly, as far as their team goes. But um, yeah, we all do. It's now they're, they are really good. They are really good. And I think that they will honestly challenge us this year, which I'm, I'm excited about, frankly. But Ricky, what about you? I'm going to say it might have something to do with uh, the Avalanche being uh, the second team that the Sharks played. Maybe they just got caught with their pants down when they played against the Knights and uh, they weren't quite there yet. And, you know, the team just wasn't quite awake yet. And now they're uh, coming against the Avalanche. It's the second game of the season. They've got their training in a little bit more. Maybe the team is just a little bit more cohesive. Maybe Blackwood is on point a little bit better. And it's just that they're like, all right, they're, Maybe it's not the Avalanche or the Knights, but maybe it's the Sharks that are posing a bigger threat now. Yeah, and I mean, I could see it being like the Sharks just were like, what the hell happened? How did we get beat so bad? And they just came out swinging with everything they had. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that shows. Black, it shows in Blackwood and how he like really wanted to do well <laughs> in this game. So... um I, I would ag- I would agree with both of with both of you. Um, I, I would say that it does kind of lead me to believe that the Abs have a lot more work as far as cohesiveness and playing as a team and being able to just stomp out teams like the Sharks. You know, it should, that should have been an easy game. Like we should have had more goals than that. And again, maybe it was just because Blackwood was just possessed and nothing could go yep. through him that night. That I mean, <laughs> that that could be absolutely what it is and it probably is what it is i bet we play the sharks again later on and just destroy them you know what i mean sharks aren't like that good (laughs) they weren't that good last year more like the dolphins (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but top-notch game i love that kale mccarr scored the tying goal with a minute and 26 seconds left like i was watching the game and in my room and like stepkids are going to sleep and i'm like trying really hard to you know, be quiet. And it was intense. It was like he he scored the goal and I like jumped up a little bit and I was like, oh, I clapped a little bit. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to be quiet. I got to be quiet. But it was it was exciting to have that. And then to go into overtime, it, it was a wonderful start to this season. Um, and I'm glad that we came out on top and that we came out with two wins and four points. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to cover when it comes to the Sharks game before we get into predictions for the upcoming games? Nothing? Nothing? We got nothing? I'm good to go. Okay, cool. Um, This has been a really fun first podcast. Uh, Thank you guys again for joining me (laughs) on this endeavor. Um, The last part of our shows is going to be upcoming games and predictions for those upcoming games uh because we are doing this show every other thursday or every other week um we will predict the upcoming games and then talk about those games and then these predictions also give us something to talk about when we do our next podcast so um obviously it's it's the new the new season so we haven't played a lot of games. We don't really have a lot of um, insight on how these other teams are going to play. Um, but obviously, be realistic in your score predictions. I want you guys to predict what the final score will be in these games. So, if we are looking at the schedule, let me get to that real quick. Up next, we have our revenge match at the Seattle Kraken. Um, they took us out of the playoffs last year in seven games, right? Did we go to seven? Yeah, we went to seven so. with them. 
and uh, they took us out, and it was a very sad, sad day. So I am excited to get into this revenge game. Um, Seattle so far has played three games. They have lost all of them, but yeah, they went to overtime one point. in one of them. So, Jazz, let's start with you. What do you think the final score is going to be in the revenge match for Seattle? Um, You know, I don't know. They haven't been doing so well. There's like the... Um. Oh my God! Sorry. Yeah. No. I don't know, guys. I think that um, it's it's their home game. It's like their first home game, right? Yeah. Is it their, their home opener? Home game. Okay. Yeah, it's their Shoot. opener. So like, I f- I know it's kind of where I'm at, and you know they're pretty pissed because Makar took out one of their guys. Like he's still mm. out. Um, it's their home game. They've lost all three times. I think they're really gonna bring it. Frankly, I think they're really gonna bring it, and I'm gonna say hopefully um it's like a three two game like abs three like cracking two but i i don't know honestly i'm a little concerned because i think they're really gonna kind of i don't i don't want to say they're gonna win but they have a lot at stake right now and if they don't they're gonna look like big losers Uh, well i'm gonna say three two abs for jazz yeah ricky what what do you what's what's your score prediction gonna be here if a real avalanche were to fall upon a real kraken, the avalanche would win, but it wouldn't be all-out devastation. The kraken would have a fighting chance. So I'm going to go 4-2 avalanche. Okay. All right. And... You know, now that Jazz brings up the fact that it's their home opener and that, you know, McCard did kind of take out that guy in the playoffs last year and they're like, it's kind of a... I'm going to say this is this could be their first loss of the season. Yeah. Um, with the way that they played yeah. against the Sharks, how they couldn't get that freaking puck in the net. I mean, it wasn't for like a trying to get... That goalie was so good. So, unless the Seattle goalie, is it still... Uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name anymore because he doesn't play for the Avalanche. Uh, but he was that goalie that left us to go play for the Kraken. Grubauer. Yes, Grubauer. Yeah. Ooh. I think he's still on their team. Um, and I liked him a lot. So, uh, man, I, I hate to be that guy, but I think I think the Avs could drop this one. Three to one. Um, the one before their home opener, um, which is the Blackhawks. Ricky, what do you think the score is going to be for the Blackhawks game? Chicago might win that one, two to one. Wow. Okay. You're, oh. you're going you're to say that we're going to lose our home opener. All right. All right. Jazz, well, that you... wasn't put. I wasn't considering that part. Oh. <laughs> well, it's already put <laughs> in place. So, Ricky, what, or sorry, Jazz. What about you? What would this be your score prediction for the Blackhawks? And this is our first, this is a home opener game home for opener, the Blackhawks or yep. us? For us. Oh, nice, dude. Um, Blackhawks right now are two and two. Yeah, where are they at? They have played four games. They have, they are two and two. They're 500 right now. Yeah, all right. Oh, dear. But I, believe, well, I believe the Blackhawks are the team that has that new stud. Uh, yeah, Connor Bedard. Yeah. Um, they had that graphic up during his game, like uh, Bedard's goals versus Wayne Gretzky's goals. And he had one goal, and Gretzky has like 700 and however many goals yeah. he has. But Bedard is essentially they're seeing if Bedard can keep up with Gretzky's uh, trajectory, which is impossible. Nobody ever Dude, will. He's, he's considered one of the greatest ice hockey prospects of his generation. Hmm. And he, he's 18 years old. <laughs> no shit. Wow. So, like, they do have that guy. He has one goal and two assists on the season, um, which for an 18-year-old child, that's pretty good. <laughs> it is really good. Oh, dear. Well, you know, um, I'm going to say... 1-1, one, one, and we're going to go into overtime, and they're going to beat us. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So I'm actually going to go the opposite direction there. Um, and I'm going to take into account that, that I, that they're going to probably lose against the Kraken and they're going to stick it to the Blackhawks and their new quote unquote greatest prospect of his generation. Right. And I think the abs are going to destroy the Blackhawks, um, five to one in our home opener. So. Wow. Um, next up we have the hurricanes, um, which they're not too bad. Um, they have a pretty good, like outlook on the season right now um let's see they are two and one on the season they've played three games so ricky what would be your prediction for this game well if an avalanche were to come in contact oh, with jesus the christ <laughs> that would oh dude that's a bomb cyclone you yeah, bomb do you live cyclone. in colorado do you I remember in- that year Oh, I have stories about when I got stuck in a Red Cross shelter, in a pop-up Red Cross shelter from that bomb cyclone. Dude, there was a lady who got sucked out of the light rail train because of it. Like, the door opened and she got sucked out. It was so bad. Oh, dang. I didn't so, know about that. I would say if an avalanche and a hurricane interacted, it would increase the power of the avalanche which means the avalanche would win against the hurricane significantly. I'm going five to one. You're doing a five to one. That is a home game. So, and Carolina has to come to altitude. So, all right, Ricky's got five to one. What do you got jazz? Mm, I'll say, I'll say three, one, three, one. All right. Um, and I'm going to be easy on this one and just say three to two avalanche. Um, I do not see us losing very many home games this year. It's still really hard to play in Denver. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't. Yeah, I would say the same thing about the Nuggets as well. <laughs> so let's do these last two ones a little quick because they're a little ways away. Um, but we're playing the islanders after that and we're playing in new york i believe yes we're playing in new york and then in pittsburgh so penguins are always a problem um islanders are the islanders whatever ricky what's your score for that one well if an avalanche came up against (laughs) (laughs) an island (laughs) an entire island i I think a bit of the island would poke out after the devastation. Uh, I'd say the Islanders are probably going to win three to two. Uh, okay, Jazz, what about you? The Islanders are going to win? You think that's going to happen? <laughs> it's possible, considering the uh, if it was a small avalanche. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I'll just say 2-1 on that one. Abs? 2-1 abs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 3-2 abs. And now with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's always a problem, I feel like, that uh, mm-hmm. they have those players that are all good and stuff. Ricky, what's your score prediction for Pittsburgh? And please, God. Well... <laughs> You'd actually be surprised at how well a penguin would fare against an avalanche. It's going to be about four to two. Penguins? Four to two penguins, correct. Thank you for Okay. Jazz? I was going to say the same thing. Wow, okay. Am All I allowed right. to do that? Yeah, no, totally. Was your logic as sound as mine? Um, you know, maybe not as sound scientifically, but I, I do feel like there's a little bit of a, a little bit of logic in there somehow. Okay. <laughs> Putting all logic aside, I'm going three, two abs. So our score predictions are in and we're, we're going to, we're going to total these up and get out of here. So right now I have for our five game stretch before our next episode, Ricky has us going two and three. 
Jazz has us going three and two, and I have us going four and one with a four-game win streak. So we're going to see how that pans out, and we're going to definitely talk about those in the next episode that we do here at Down the Mountain. Um, it is going to be different because every other week it's going to be we're going to be cramming a lot of stuff into one episode. So um, if you're listening and you want to take part and 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 hang out with us or, or, you know, give us your thoughts, call 585-969-DOWN and definitely give us your thoughts on any of these upcoming games. If you're watching the game against the Islanders and you notice some things and you want to talk about it, send it in. If you're watching the Kraken game and you want to send us in your thoughts about whatever, about how upset you are at Gru for leaving us, I, that's, I still am a little, I hold a grudge against him. But either way, give us a call, leave us a voicemail because we would love to hear from you and chat about anything hockey. So I think that's going to do it for this first episode of Down the Mountain Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here, Ricky and Jazz. I can't thank you enough for joining me on this, and I can't wait to keep going. I understand this first episode was, you know, we're, we're learning. We're learning how to do things. And, and as these shows move forward, it's going to be a lot easier to to do it you know what i'm saying like it's i know it's tough Uh, first episodes are always the worst but hopefully you the listener are still there because i appreciate you and i know i speak for jazz and ricky um we all appreciate you for listening so for down the mountain i have been your host and this is ricky d and i'm jazz and of course my name is josh thank you guys for listening go abs go Down the Mountain is a part of Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Be sure to visit the network at RockyMountainSN.com and follow Down the Mountain on Twitter at Down the Mountain Cast. So we were just gaslighting Jasmine.